You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show Please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers, so let's just pick up right where we left off and see what's going on today. Hey, it's Jimmy one more time. Thank you so much for playing that comparison of uh, Christian Watson and Bakhtiari. It is striking how different. Uh, I mean, you'd hear... Christian Watson talking about attacking, uh, and you hear, and working, and you hear Bakhtiari, I mean, like, there's so much guidance that he could give these guys, and he could do it, he could pay respect to the fact that we're moving on from a legend and still support the team vocally that he's actually on. Yeah, I mean, listen, here here is an option for how he could have answered that question. Look, out of respect for Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to call it a rebuild. But at the same time, I have complete confidence in this football team. I have complete confidence in what we're doing along the offensive line. I have absolute confidence in Jordan Love. I have confidence in our coaching staff. I'm excited about the energy. I'm excited about the youth. I'm excited about this football team, and I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. There you go. There you go. He won't say that. He's not going to say that. He just doesn't care that much. It's not that big of a deal. Again, he's not going to play the rah-rah game. He doesn't care. It's all just, ah, whatever. It's all good. And flat out says, I'm just here for the money. I mean, come on, man. When asked what he could do for the young guys, and he's talking about, like, staying hip and Fortnite and whatnot. Like, come on, man. That is the most sarcastic, lame answer. And... It's just a- but that's again. That's the too cool, too cool for school attitude, right? Like I'm too too cool to take school seriously. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna raise my hand. Like I'm not a freaking nerd. I don't care. Like, bro. But at the same time, he's that guy that doesn't have to try because he's a freaking genius. 
So he's that kid in school that doesn't pay attention. He's got a stupid attitude. He's cracking jokes. He's like sleeping in class. The problem is he it's fine for him to do that as far as his own personal academics because he's not going to flunk out of school. But the problem is he's going to start pulling people in that path and people think he's cool, right? He's the cool kid in school. I want to be just like him. Those kids are going to flunk out. And if you care about the quality of the classroom, which is where the parallel breaks down because nobody actually cares about the uh, average GPA of the classroom, aside from maybe the teacher, but um, those kids are not going to help raise the average. They're not going to help the other kids in class at all. So that attitude is not great, even if he can get away with it, which again is what everybody gets focused on. Oh, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to be there. He, 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 I, 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 I. Same thing with Rodgers. Do you think Rodgers needs to be there? First of all, yeah, it's not going to hurt. Even Rodgers has rust. Second of all, who gives a crap whether he needs it or not? That isn't the point. Old man answer. It's like, it's just a blow-off. It's, uh, the, the way that you know someone is old is when they say they have to stay hip, you know? And I don't think that was just him being um, self-aware. Uh, I think... I think you're right. I think he is like the leftover. He's like the left behind from the previous regime, and he's not into it. I mean, that's the bottom line. He he could be into it. Right, he's not. Um, he could be. Like, Again, that's why he's not like, we're going to be so good, we're not going to. Because he's like, this is lame, dude. Like, all my friends are gone. Like, whatever. At this point, it's just about, I'm here because I'm getting a ton of money. But this is stupid, and he doesn't like it, and he doesn't enjoy it, and this isn't his his uh, preferred way of doing things. He wishes that there were older, more veteran guys that he could relate to in the locker room. All, you know, same with Rogers. All his buddies are gone. All the, you know, the, the Lindsley and uh, um, Balaga and all, all his boys are gone. And now Rogers is gone and Devante is gone. The crew's gone. And he's just left there with a bunch of young guys who are all like rah-rah and like all serious. Like, oh, we got to like, dude, whatever, man. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's where he's at right now. I'm stoked. These guys are going to be great, and I'm so happy to still be here and for these guys to be my teammates. And you know, I loved Rogers, and I loved those years, and I'm looking forward to the Jordan Love years because I still have a lot to give, and I can't wait to pass it on to the new guys and guide them however I can, and all that stuff. Uh, and, and again, even if he doesn't really mean it, is clear when somebody is willing to say those things. Sorry about that. Some technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm touching stuff and I'm breaking stuff. I need to just stop touching. Like everything needs to just move a little bit and then I'm pulling out power cords and blah, blah, blah. Uh, why don't we uh, try that again? See if this is working. Nope, it's not. All right. Sound like there they don't go. care how it comes across. And that's that's telling. So uh, uh, hopefully, and I do think, that we have enough uh, young uh, energy to uh, push on through that. Maybe we'll even spark them a little bit, help the chip on their shoulders, be like, Uncle Dave doesn't get it. Let's show him what's what. Go back home. Yeah. And, and again, do I think that Bakhtiari should go? No, but really the, his only value is that if he's healthy, hopefully he's still a top three tackle. But it, it really is, is very similar to where Aaron Rodgers was. You don't hold a lot of value outside of the fact that you're... You, you, it's 
To put it in an even more negative way, you're essentially holding the team... See, I don't want to say hostage. That's not fair, but... Look, if, if you aren't a top tackle, or if you get hurt, you're out the door. Guys like Aaron Jones stay for a lot more reasons than being a good running back. Guys like Bakhtiari are going to be year-to-year based on, on whether or not we believe you're still one of the premier tackles in the league. But the Packers at this point I don't think will shed a single tear when it's time to move on. You slipped a little bit, you're now outside of the top 15, you kind of had a down year. Okay, time to move on. Not going to give you a chance, not going to do any, because you, listen, you don't want to be here. You don't want to do this, you don't want to participate, you don't want to be a part of this culture that we're trying to build. You're here because we can't get rid of you, because you're too good. And again, that's exactly what it was with Rodgers. They didn't want Rodgers here because of the way he is in the locker room, because of him being a good culture guy. Not at all. They didn't like his attitude whatsoever. And the second he dipped outside of the top 10 as a passer, they couldn't get rid of him fast enough. There are certain guys, and, and Gutekunst literally said this, I think word for word. I think it was Gutekunst, but you're, you, you put up with certain things when a guy as valuable as Aaron Rodgers is on your team. You don't have a choice. You got to deal with it. You got to put up with it. It's not your preference. But elite talent is the number one priority. Now, would you go out and acquire somebody like that? Maybe not. And maybe that's a big part of the reason and one of the benefits of the Packers not going out and grabbing up every over-the-hill veteran they can find and just slapping down the most amount of money because all you're going to get are guys that only care about the most amount of money and they're not going to come in here and contribute to the culture most of the time. They couldn't give a crap about what kind of culture you're trying to build. Packers do give a crap. And I think Packer fans are really starting to give a crap. Like for the first time, really recognizing how important this is, recognizing that you know, all we cared about was talent, 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 talent. We had a ton of it, and it just wasn't producing on the field as well as it should have. And we're starting to see these problems in the locker room, and now that we have this really solid energy, we're excited about it, and we want it. We want more and more and more of it. And people that detract from it kind of tick us off a little bit. You don't want to participate? Fine, then shut your mouth. Don't you dare detract from it. I don't want you going on national television shows saying that we're rebuilding, or doing locker room interviews saying, I'm only here for the money. Just shut your mouth. Hey, y'all. That's Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee. How you doing? Good. Um, so I was calling because I've been thinking about this past two Packer Night After Dark, and uh, I know we, whoever it was, I really need to do better at names, but whoever it was, somebody checked on Joe the Janitor, and he just started talking back. And So what about Chris from Alabama, man? Are yeah. you, uh, How's he doing? You still with us, my guy? Um, I mean, I think we heard from him semi recently. This might have been after you called this in. I don't remember. It was a while ago, and it was just—I think it was. I mean, we've had a couple people call in and be like, "Hey, I know it's been a while, but uh, I thought he called in once and was like, "Hey, I know it's been a while, but but yeah, good call. It has been a while. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy the amount of people I have to worry about. Like, are they okay? What happened? There's so many people. You're like the opposite of me, because if you notice, I start calling a lot more when there's no football, just yeah. because I'm good at talking about nothing. Um, and I guess because it seems like a whole bunch of people know more. I've only been watching football since 2016, like actually watching it, so I really don't know anything about it. I mean, yeah. per se, I do. I know enough. But... Uh, so, you know, I get a little nervous when it's when it comes football time and I have an opinion and and then I say it and then I listen to it and I'm like, well, that sounds stupid. But, you know, that's that's why I haven't called in. I'm going to do better this next season. I'm going to call more. But Chris from Alabama, what about you? Are you the opposite of me? You just have no interest in calling if it's not about football? Uh, 
Yeah, um, again, I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you that we do have a Discord uh, in which callers can uh, talk to other callers, and I don't know if either of you two are in there, but you should both get in there so you can check in on each other and whatnot. With that said, yeah, hope he's doing good. Let me see if he called in at all. Got a bit of a backlog if you didn't know. Uh, Tom, Evan, Kyle, Daniel, Tom, Garrett, Kyle, Aaron, JJ, Chris, Timmy... That's Chris from Wausau. No, no calls from Chris from Alabama, man. Hey, uh, what's up? Yeah, I'm with, uh, Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee again. Hey. Uh, my last call was only about a minute 20, so I just heard Jimmy talk about the candy bars, and I mm-hmm. know Ryan had, you, buddy, had already <laughs> talked about the candy bars. Um, so uh, I just, you know, I never knew that other people on this planet even gave a crap about what a payday was, because to me, my pay- payday's my favorite candy bar. I'm so glad that we're not alone. This is, this is why they have support groups, just to learn that you're not alone. Because you're right, nobody talks about payday. And I don't even talk about, I don't even, like, buy a, like, if somebody's, like, go to a, go to the store and get a candy bar, I'd be like, I don't know, give me a Milky Way or something. But then, like, if I see a payday, it's like, I, I forget, and then I remember, and it's like, ooh, never mind, I want a payday, bro. Just you just it just it even in my own mind I don't think about paydays, but when I think about it, yeah, it shoots to the top of the list. I don't do a lot of extra chocolate, um, but I do I do like Snickers, and it kind of cracked me up, Ryan, when you said that uh, um, payday looks like the inside of a candy bar, like somebody <laughs> forgot to put the chocolate and stuff on it, because that's exactly what I think about it. But man. It's good, and I haven't brought myself to try the chocolate payday yet, but, uh, yeah. So, um, cool, that's it. Payday for the win, y'all. Peace. Yeah, it is weird because, like I said, aside from, like, the nougat or whatever, payday is, like, the inside of a Snickers. But I would choose Milky Way over a Snickers because I don't like the peanuts. But yet I like, if you take a Snickers and then take the chocolate off, it becomes, like, my favorite candy. But, like, that doesn't make any sense. It just has to do with, like, the blending of the flavors. Like, a a Milky Way is delicious because it's smooth and creamy and caramely and chocolatey and all that stuff. And I don't want it to crunch. It doesn't add anything. It just makes it crunchy and hard. And it's stupid. I want the creamy, caramely, chocolatey, nougaty deliciousness of a Milky Way. All right? If we're going the other route, then just the salty, sweet, caramel, crunchies, it's it's delicious. But blending those two together, taking a Milky Way and a Payday and smashing them together, apparently, that's just not it for me. Don't get me wrong, I'll eat a Snickers, I just don't see the point. To me, it's, it's a lot like an Almond Joy. Just give me a Mounds. The Almond doesn't add anything, it makes it worse. I'll eat it, and I usually eat it separately. I'll just pick it off and then eat it. And it's like, alright, it's uh, chocolate almond which is fine but then you got that non-almond almond joy yeah buddy aka a freaking mounds bar so there you go hola hola so i don't know if this is just a me thing or if it's just because i go on remember when i said that thing about how certain things will remember remind me of other things i i spoke really horrible spanish there because i have no idea what the guy actually says but there's a song that starts i thought it was a Puya song, but I just listened to that entire album and I can't find that. 
at least the intro to it, because I think it's at the beginning of a song. Maybe it's not Puya. Now I have no idea what, and I don't know what he says in Spanish, so I can't even look it up, other than hola. Dang it. I was excited about that. Plus, I wanted to play Puya on the podcast. Throwback to my middle school days. But, you know, I can't. Anyways, Thomas, sincerest apologies. Please continue. From time to time. But I'm getting really sick of all these trade. It's not rumors, it's just markups, I would say. Markups? Where people are like, oh man, if this trade happened, it would be just so crazy. It would be wild. Everybody would be happy. Blah, 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 blah. And it just, it, it rattles my brain a little bit. It's like, yeah, that trade would be crazy if it was feasible or plausible or if anybody in the world would be like, yeah, let's do it. But no, it's just a bunch of people just just, just taking their ideas and putting them online. And because I'm a part of a couple of groups on Facebook, it's just constantly I just come across like, oh, man, this, this trade would uh, blow things up for the NFC North. And it's just the craziest of things. And I'm just, do people not have time on their hands to where they can just think outside of this might be stupid and I might be stupid. Maybe I shouldn't share stupid with the world. Like, you think? But I don't know. Do you come across any of that stuff? (laughs) And what are your thoughts on it? Okay, bye. Um, I had two thoughts, and then I forgot one of them, so I, I guess I'm down to one thought. Do you know what free agency is? It's a really long, drawn-out Christmas. It's like Hanukkah. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't know what Hanukkah is. It's it's months of Christmas, and really, like, the free agency period, that one week it is, like, the main part of the holiday, but then there's, like, this bigger, longer kind of Christmas that just gets less cool as time goes on. But why is it like Christmas? Because when you wake up, you see a bunch of presents under the tree, and they're all wrapped up, and it's all exciting. It's Christmas morning, and it's just exciting. You don't even know what's in the presents, but it doesn't matter. There's presents. Oh, there's presents. And the excitement of these kids, let's just stick with the kids, as they open the presents. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it, and you're ripping it, and it's so much fun just because you're ripping it. And the anticipation and excitement of what it might be. And even when the kids open it, let's, you know, this isn't every time, but the, the jubilation. Oh, it's amazing. I can't believe they're screeching. It's a Jimmy Tommy doll. Action hero. Dinosaur. Yes, I've always wanted one. What happens to the Jimmy Tommy doll action figure dinosaur two weeks after Christmas? It goes in a pile of toys that that kid never touches. For the most part, Christmas really has nothing to do with the regular season or improving your life, making your playtime that much more uh, desirable. It's just about the excitement of opening fun presents and getting this thing that I always wanted. And everybody pushing how much it's going to massively help our team, for the most part, it's like a kid trying to explain why they really, 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 really need this toy. I've always wanted it. We really need it. It's going to help. I'm going to really need it. I just need it, Mom. You don't need it. It's not going to make your life better. 
and you're not even going to like it in a couple weeks. That's free agency. We get excited because it's free agency period and it's the one thing to get excited about because there's nothing else going on and we make way bigger of a deal of it than it actually is. And when the regular season rolls around, we're nowhere near as excited. People are excited about the regular season. They're excited about guys like Aaron Rodgers and although technically Aaron Rodgers is a well, not he wasn't a free agent, but he's a new acquisition. But the point is, it's all the superstars that are already sitting there, right? Like Javon Hargrave was one of the biggest acquisitions this year. How many of you even remember that? Mike McGlinchey, Javon Hargrave, and Jawan Taylor, excluding Derek Carr. Although Derek Carr, fine. I, I mean, do you remember that even? Nobody cares. And as much as you care now, we're going to care even significantly less in August and September and October and November. Von Miller went to Buffalo. It was huge. It was the biggest acquisition last year. How many people talked about Von Miller in Buffalo last year? Well, they talked about Josh Allen. Buffalo wasn't even any better than they have been all these other years. I mean, he, he's a good football player. Of course, he adds to the team, but it didn't actually add to the team. In terms of wins, playoffs, Super Bowls, nothing. How many other free agents from last year do you remember? You know who the second biggest was in terms of overall dollars? J.C. Jackson, cornerback. Do you know who he played for and where he went to? He played for the New England Patriots and went to the Buffalo, or excuse me, to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Anybody give a crap? Anybody care about the Chargers at all? Anybody think the Chargers even have a good defense? No is the answer to the question. Do you know who was third? I'll give you a hint. 30 years old, went from New Orleans to Miami. $75 million, $15 million per year over five years. Do you know who it is? Left tackle Teron Armstead. Nobody cares. You talk about Miami, you talk about Tua. You talk about Tyreek. You talk about Jalen. Nobody's talking about Teron Armstead. So yeah, free agency is Christmas. And everybody that's freaking out about how important free agency is, they're just the spoiled kids who want the best presents. And they want mommy to buy them this thing. And it's the most important thing. And I have to have it. If I don't have it, I'm just going to die. Unless you're picking up a Tom Brady in free agency, it's never going to be a make or break thing for your team. It might help a little bit. It probably won't overall help a ton. How much did Allen Robinson going to the Rams help the Rams? It didn't. If anything, they got worse because of Allen Robinson. Because he was hot garbage and they had to play him because they paid him $46 million over three years, $15.5 million per year. He has to play. And they could have picked up a free agent that played better than Brandon freaking or Allen Robinson did last year, two years ago, whatever. No, last year. Th these are these are tweaks, right? These guys are tweaks. They They kind of help tweak us in a little bit, kind of fill this little gap here. They're, they're minor adjustments, but people treat it as though this is how you build franchises, and it's not. Our franchise right now is Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. It's, it's our offensive line, our defensive line, pass rushers, corners, linebackers, running backs. Like, we have a core. If we go out and add a veteran quarterback, a veteran tight end, a veteran wide receiver, uh, uh, if we add a safety, these are minor tweaks that will maybe help our team overall, but there's no guarantee. But what is a guarantee is all the money that you're guaranteeing to them, which is a lot. So the money is guaranteed, but the production is not. Anyways, that's my new official stance on free agency. Free agency is like Christmas for little children. It's exciting for Christmas, and then nobody cares. Why don't we go ahead and take a break? If you'd like to support the pa the if you'd like to support the Patreon, if you want to support my Patreon, go to patreon.com/pack_daddy. If you'd 
you'd like to support my podcast, you can do so over at um, Venmo, Packernet Podcast. Thank you very much to Jacob, who... Didn't I just mention Jacob? I did recently. I know I was thinking about Jacob today because I used some of that uh, seasoning he hooked me up with on the beef tenderloin I made. Because I'll tell you what, even though I got ghosted as far as uh, them sponsoring the show, I really thought that they were going to, and I was all excited about it, having a barbecue place sponsoring the show. But um, they sent me some barbecue sauces and some rubs, and I'm not even kidding you. I've got a list of some barbecue sauces that I like. The list is getting big. It's hard to narrow it down. And some of the rubs, and I'm, I'm just saying, Old Southern Barbecue is legit. And I use their steak and butter rub on my um, beef tenderloin. Not a lot, because I don't want it to be overpowered by the rub. I don't usually like beef rubs, but it's really good stuff. Anyways, Jacob, thank you so much for the uh, $10 donation. Jacob, by the way, one of the hosts of the PFP Packernet Fantasy Podcast, also frequent guest on Packers Total Access. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break, come back on the other side and see what Steve in Alaska is up to. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan and the rest of the packing world. Steve up in Alaska. Wow. Got 20 minutes before I open up for the day, so I'm taking a little walk over to the river to clear my mind and get ready to deal with customers, which I hope I had today, though. Weather's been just trash up here. We have yet to see any kind of summer. It's still, as a matter of fact, it snowed two, three days ago. Over the last two, three days, we got some snow on the ground, which is awful. When you wake up in the morning and see snow, it just sucks. Right. But um, calling in. I uh, I have a, uh, a selection for the music for the Packers. I, a song just came on, and it, you know I know everybody else has been putting them in. I know it's funny that how many of us are actually paying attention to it, but um, it's some Ludacris. Okay. It's Move. Um, I know I had a curse there. I figured you probably had to leave that out, but that is the title. Uh, oh. I think it'd be pretty good. It's got a good beat to it, and it's it's, it's actually kind of funny because this is, might be the first suggestion where I don't even need to play it because. Everybody should know that song. You just should. I mean, the whole concept of it is, you know, you just got to get out of our way. <laughs> That's it. Just get out the way. <laughs> um, and uh, on a second note, I was up in uh, Fairbanks getting my supplies for, for the week on Thursday, last Thursday, and I got cornered in the Costco by a Bears fan. 
Um, he calls himself the biggest Bears fan in Alaska. Uh, okay. I don't know about that because I was wearing Green Bay stuff. That's how he noticed me. Um, but he didn't have a single look of bears, anything on him. I didn't yeah. see. Yeah, I even like colors. So biggest bear. Well, to be fair, um, he might be the biggest Bears fan in Illinois, even without wearing any jerseys, because I think they, uh, you know, a lot of fake pride down there. Bears fan, whatever. But uh, he's a. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's like everybody's been talking. I don't see this small population up here, and I haven't had anybody directly come up to me. But, man, he was so giddy about the idea that Rogers was gone and that. First of all, they all are. They have been so excited for this moment since forever, and they want it to be a bigger moment than it is. Like, they really want this to... They want Packer fans to just be weeping, and they want everybody to just crash down on the Packers and say they're, they're ruined, they're done, they're... And some people are, right? Colin Cower, they're headed for the the many years of darkness, and who is that freaking absolute moron shine? I don't know what his problem is. I don't know where he came from. I don't know anything about the guy, but that guy is just a freaking psychopath. Um, and, he, and he's... that His whole demeanor is what the Bears want. Like, you're screwed. You're done. It's over. Everything's over for you. You're, you're, I mean, just light the freaking field on fire. Burn Lambeau Field to the ground because Rodgers is gone. It's, it's, it's over for you. Nothing but pain and misery. They want that. And I think a lot of them are really, really angry. Well, well, twofold. Number one, um, I don't think they anticipated their team sucking this much when Rodgers left. So they're really trying to bolster themselves up about how great they are. Because the fact of the matter is... Even with Rodgers gone, even if Jordan Love is bad, there's still a really good argument to be made that the Packers are going to be a way better team, even if Jordan Love is terrible. Because Justin Fields is terrible. We just have a better supporting cast and better coaches and better front office and better everything. Um, and then number two, they're upset because, again, there's a good chance that we're just kind of okay. Like, we have a quarterback, you know, because we did that thing that everybody laughed at, drafting a quarterback so that we're prepared. We did that, so we got a guy. And we have receivers and tight ends and running backs and a great offensive line and a really talented defense if we can get a freaking thing figured out. So yeah, I think they're um, they're they're really really trying to hammer that in in almost a, an elementary school kind of ha ha Rogers gone ha my Rogers gone. It's like I know, dude. It's not that big. They keep saying it, hoping that it's gonna evoke this emotion of terror. Like they 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 want to win like we just win now you, you rogers is gone therefore we win and it's like well no because you're still garbage and we might be okay and the whole nfc north kind of sucks so I, I mean it's it's just it's not this delicious moment that they were hoping for it's it, the bears fan you know what this is you probably know because i i hinted at it when i said delicious moment this is andy from the office believing that um they are not, you know, so there's a scene in the office where, you know, Andy had initially gotten fired and then he found a way to get hired back and he's going to take over as the manager. And he's been going through all this depression and stuff. So he shows up to the office and he, he tries to make himself look like the most slovenly, gross, disgusting person, like just depressed and horrible. And underneath his janitor outfit, he's like mopping a, a carpet. He pours alcohol on himself to try to make himself seem drunk. He spills soup on his shirt. Like He's just this slob, disgusting person, whatever. But underneath that, he's got like a, a suit on. And so the person who bought the company, who's going to reinstate him as the manager, is supposed to come in, reinstate him, and then he's going to rip off his... He's, it's going to be this big, beautiful theatrical thing. And 
he doesn't show up. And so all it is is this slob who reeks of alcohol and is covered in soup mopping a, a rug with a dirty mop. And that's the bears. Except the bears aren't pretending and they're not wearing a suit underneath. They just are these disgusting slobs who expected, as soon as Rogers left, that they would be the kings of the north and, and they would take off these filthy rags and be wearing the king's uniform and would be handed a crown and Packer fans would fall to their knees and worship at the altar of the mighty Chicago Bears and they didn't get that delicious moment. And they're still thinking they're going to get it, right? Justin Fields is going to be great, it's going to be amazing, and we're gonna he's going to win MVP and we're going to be the kings of the north and the Packers, we're going to smash them and it's going to, they want it so bad. And I just don't think it's going to happen because they're such a terrible football. I mean, this is like one of the worst Bears eras like ever, which is crazy because the Bears have historically been terrible for a really, really, really long time. And supposedly they have their franchise quarterback. And somehow this is like the worst they've ever been. The last time they lost more games than they lost this year was 1969 when they went 1-13. They've lost three games since then, like four times. This is, this is the bottom of the bottom. And somehow they've found the, the ability to be super, super excited about how great they're going to be. And the last time that they won three games was in 2016. The year after that, they won five games. Now, yeah, well, after that, they won 12. Right, after you changed your coach to Matt Nagy and had the number one defense of the like last decade, do you see that on the horizon? Is Khalil Mack coming back in his prime with Akeem Hicks and the whole crew? Are they all coming? No? Okay. Then shut up. Because no, you didn't get Khalil Mack with your first overall pick. You got a mid-wide receiver and a rookie tackle and linebackers and a guard because Poles is the GOAT. <laughs> Oh man, I am I am I am enjoying this. After thirty years, we no longer he no longer has to deal with us having some great quarterback. Mm -hmm. And all I could do is look at him and say, Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> well, you don't know that yet, and also that great quarterback and great team are not necessarily the same things. Jordan Love doesn't have to be as good as Aaron Rodgers to still have a good football team that's better than the Bears. So what are you gonna do? You're going to win five games a season and go 0-2 against the Packers and sit there and go, ha-ha, you, you don't have Rodgers anymore. <laughs> Is that the plan? He can play, Eddie. I mean, maybe he's not a Hall of Famer, but what if he's a, a regular Pro Bowler? You know, right. he gets four or five Pro Bowls in his career. Yeah, what if he's not the number one quarterback, but is like the number six quarterback? What if he's like Justin Herbert? Right? Like, Con continually a top 10 dude never really I mean he's not Mahomes right he's not going to be that he's he's not whoever I don't I don't want to get into who else is really good because it's debatable a lot of people apparently hate Josh Allen so I can't bring him up um but yeah what if what if, what if he's Jalen Hurts and he's probably pretty limited but can absolutely excel in uh, a certain system with good enough talent around him like, you know, things like a good offensive line like we have and some really talented wide receivers like Christian Watson seems to be. And we'll see about Jaden Reed. And, oh, and by the way, we double-dipped a tight end, and there's a good chance we got at least one pretty good one of those. What What then? He's not Rodgers. Yeah, that's true. He's not. 
and he's not Favre, and he's not Bart Starr, and he's not Pat Mahomes, but he's a good quarterback and we have a good football team. What is that going to mean? What, what, what then? I mean, again, it's all just you don't have Rodgers. I know that. So what? Neither do you. And what? Is Fields ever going to be Rodgers? No. So do you suck forever? Well, probably, but that's not the point. <laughs> what does that even mean? That's, that's a good career for most quarterbacks. If you go to the Pro Bowl four or five times in a 12, 14-year career, you're a good quarterback. So, yeah, it, it was just funny. He was just, you could just see the happiness on his face. You know. <laughs> well, that's the thing, and and they're all in their own little world, and and Bears fans are are in this tight little, I mean, airtight universe. You can tell how airtight their bubble is. That no information is really getting in, aside from some of the positive reinforcements from some of these national complete freaking morons. But I mean, they they've already come to. I mean, it's done. I mean, they laugh hysterically if you believe that Jordan Love has the chance to be good. They're, they're stunned by that. Like, are you serious? They're shocked that we're not in complete despair and think that there's a chance that Jordan Love might be a good quarterback. Oh, everybody, are you serious? Everybody knows he's gar... No, that's, that's not true. I don't know where... I mean, I do know where you're getting your information from, but that's crazy that, that you think that it's weird that I have some faith in our quarterback that um, we haven't even really seen yet considering we've seen two years of trash Justin Fields, and I'm supposed to believe that he's going to magically break out. I don't understand the logic of that. <laughs> For a guy whose team has the number one overall pick and sucked, yeah. just sucked, we're so happy. Yeah. So happy to see us in a, in a bad position. Um, I even mentioned, you know, I, I mentioned the fact that they don't have a quarterback themselves, and maybe someday they'll figure out how to draft one. And he just kind of smirked at it because it didn't matter. The point was, we didn't have a quarterback anymore. We were going to suck. So, my time's up. I'm going to finish my walk and enjoy my little bit of time outside before I got your customers. Take it easy. Bye. And that also falls into what I, you know, you make fun of the Bears and it's like, he smirks, was like, it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about the Bears. I'm talking about the Packers, which reaffirms what I've said about Bears fans. The definition of a Bears fan is a person who hates the Packers and their second favorite team is the Chicago Bears. That's what a Bears fan is. I'm telling you, I, I grew up in Illinois. I, the amount of people I knew that were Bears fans when the Bears won and they got mouthy and everything else, but when they lost, they told me, I don't even care. My fa- I'm, I'm a Broncos fan. I don't even care. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Bills fan. They all had separate allegiances. They all had these other teams that they rooted for as like a coping mechanism. I don't, I, I don't personally, and I know there's plenty of them, I don't personally know a Bears fan who is just a Bears fan. Again, the guy I worked with down in Kenosha, a lot of quote-unquote Bears fans down there, he had like three or four teams. He was he was an Eagles fan, right? He'd wear the Bears lanyard and all that stuff when, when you wore sports stuff or whatever, but didn't matter if the Bears lost because he's an Eagles fan. Best friend since childhood. He switched to his, his allegiance to the Denver Broncos. By the way, I don't think he's ever admitted this. Do you know why he did that? Who beat us in the Super Bowl? Denver Broncos. At that moment, he became a Broncos fan because... Number one most important thing is hating the Packers. Second thing is that your second favorite team is the Bears. His brother, Bills fan, and sometimes his brother, just to tick him off, during the Bears game would root against the Bears because he thought it was funny making his brother mad because my buddy John had a serious anger issue. But that's it. That All they care about is that the Packers are, and, and 
they, they always make this mistake too. They never wait, right? When they drafted, drafted Justin Fields, it was over. And it's like, as I told him, you got to wait and see if he's good. No, it was already over. And then when they, when they got their new coach and GM, it's over. Why don't you wait and see how it goes? Nope, it's done. It's over. You guys are dead. You're cooked. It's the same thing with Rodgers leaving. Oh, you're done. He's left. You're, it's over. It's over for you. Dude, you have to wait and see because all this does is it makes you look so stupid when I pull these receipts and these things don't happen. And Bears fans are wrong every single time. The thing that gives me the most comfort that we're going to be okay is that Bears fans are so positive that we're done because they're wrong about everything always. It's amazing to me how wrong they are all the time. Anyways, before we move on, uh, move, we'll just call it move featuring Mystical and I-20 from Ludacris. Let's go through some of the lyrics. I don't think we need to go through the uh, chorus or whatever you want to call it. And we'll just skip the B word. Move, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Move, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. It does that a bunch more times. Oh no, the fight's out. I'm about to punch yo. Lights out. Get the F back. Guard your grill. There's something wrong. We can't stay still. I've been drinking and busting too. I've been thinking of busting you. Upside your MF and forehead. And if your friends jump in, oh girl, they'll be mo dead. Causing confusion, disturbing the peace. It's not an illusion. We run in the streets. So bye bye to all you groupies and gold diggers. Um, I don't want to read the next line. I don't want to read it. I'm not reading it. I know what's good. You know what's coming. You can't say diggers and then expect me to read the next line. I think we get the point. I'm not doing it. At least he put digger first. It could have been the other way around and I might have been in trouble. But we will end it with um, bye-bye to all you groupies and gold diggers. I got to be honest, um, aside from the obvious, which is get out the way... Not sure it fits the best. (laughs) Although it could be a good Quay Walker song. (laughs) No, it's like a perfect Quay Walker song. We should do a highlight reel of the two times Quay Walker hit somebody and just put this song over it and just put those on a loop. I know you're not supposed to laugh about it, but come on, that's funny. Or even just the second one because it was just, you know, so ridiculous. (laughs) And just put it on a loop. Move. Get out the way. And then, oh no, the fight's out. I'm about to punch your lights out. <laughs> I don't care. That's funny. You can get mad at me all you want. That's freaking hilarious. Just play the whole song with that one thing looping over and over again. I would I would laugh and laugh and laugh at that. Quay, if you're listening and you don't like it, I understand that. Stop punching innocent people. And I'll stop making fun of you for doing that. All right? Deal's a deal. Oh boy, breaking news. I just got a DM here. These three high-dividend stocks brought Richard $80,000 in dividends last year. Richard Johnson is a sales manager at the instrumentation company at Santa Clara, California. Sounds serious. $80,000 in a year? That's crazy. Despite facing the current challenging economic environment of ramping inflation and rising unemployment rates, he received an average $20,000 per quarter through dividends last year. Wow, big words and everything. He's one of the many members of the Spark Alliance, and we're proud to help Americans like him become wealthier and navigate the current economic conditions. And then you sent me a WhatsApp link. I feel like I need to speak to this person. Um, Their name is Pierce, and then there looks to be a tiny Asian lady in the profile picture. Like Pierce Brosnan, but smaller and a lady and Asian. 
but exactly like that otherwise. But they they um, provide stock recommendations to our members through a WhatsApp group. So I will inquire about that. Major news, by the way, please understand that I'm making fun of a scammer. Don't don't reach out and be like, who was it? I want to make money. I want eighty thousand dollars. Don't 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 click on the link. You can mess with them like I'm gonna do, but don't actually follow the rabbit trail. Here, here's, here's, can I just go on a, a, a tirade about that? Because you see this like on YouTube all the time, right? I'm super rich and I have this super rich car and I have super rich clothes and a house and all this stuff. Check me out. And I found out how to make billions of dollars. And I decided that what I want to do on my next venture is to go to YouTube and spend money on ad space to try to convince people to help me teach them how to be rich like me. Dude. Anybody that discovered the secret to wealth, you know what they're never, ever, ever going to do? Tell you about it. And they're certainly not going to pay to tell you about it. Taking out thousands of dollars in ad space to get blasted on my freaking YouTube every single time there's an ad. They're trying to get rich by convincing you they're rich so that they can teach you how to be rich. It would be like if I wrote a book and the book tells you how to make a million dollars. And when you open up the book, you know what's inside? It is a step-by-step instruction on how to make this exact book. And then I sell a million copies of that, making, you know, I don't know what you make, two, three, four, five bucks a book, and I'm a millionaire. And what did I do? Nothing. I tricked you into buying a stupid, useless book that teaches you how to make books just like I made a book, but of course, not everybody can just make it. It's like a pyramid scheme. Not everybody can do this. The only reason it works is if you buy in so that I can get rich. But it's a short-term strategy because... You only get rich if you get everybody else to buy in. And there's only so many people on the planet, and even less gullible people on the planet, and so it's going to die out and fizzle pretty quick, but not before I get rich. Stop listening to those people. They're stupid. And some of those people are legitimately rich. I saw one guy who I know very well. I'm not going to mention his name. I kind of like the guy, but he's on his private jet, and it is legitimately his private jet. But here's the thing. If he's doing this, it's because he's trying to make money. He's not concerned about making you money. He's concerned about making himself money. How is he going to get money by putting money in your pocket? He's not. He's going to get you to put money in his pocket. And if you happen to get rich, cool. That's not the priority. Stop listening to these people. Anyways, shall we continue? What up, Naki? What up? Nation. Uh- oh, boy. I'll be honest. I, I, I can already tell this isn't going to work. This is a 1 minute and 11 second phone call and google picked up about eight words occasionally how i feel about this guy so anyhow i'll continue to listen toddler rtr so have a great day that's all google got out of it i have a feeling this call didn't come through so bramble please call back and try again when you get some better reception hi right hey 1265 fan what up so i'm watching nagler actually i'm not watching him okay listening to him on YouTube because I'm not really watching his face. <laughs> okay. Um, and he had a really good point brought up to him. I think a, a viewer had me? made a comment or something. And um, it's been a long, long time, long time, since the Packers have had a team that wasn't driven by great, not good, great quarterback play. Right. And there's some excitement we had in thinking, could we win a different way? Right. I agree with Something that. Something we're not used to seeing. And although I understand that the best way, your best odds of winning the most is going to be with great quarterback play. I right. And, and to be clear, and I, I think this is what you're saying and he said and, and whatever, we're not talking about bad quarterback play. 
What we're talking about is rather than the old formula that we've had of trying to make a quarterback drag a team by their ears, let's see if we can do something else, which includes good quarterback play, because I don't think you can really win with subpar quarterback play, with good quarterback play and then building around it, but you know, a little bit more of an even playing field as opposed to it's the quarterback and everything else just kind of is way down the list of what we give a crap about. But there's a little part of me that's excited to see if maybe we become a really super good defensive team for a year or two. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, I mean, we start. We have the special teams that kicked in. Again, this goes back to this being a team sport. Quarterback is the most important variable, but it can't be the only variable. Right? When we won the Super Bowl, it wasn't just Rodgers. It was largely because we had a defense that actually stepped up and, and of course, some other components that were to it. Um, other things are required. It, it's sort of like if you look at, you know, when you, when you build a Madden character, and I'm, I'm going way back to, like, 2004 or whatever the last time I played Madden, but you've got those sliding scales and you only get so many points. If you put quarterback all the way up, you got to put all those other ones down. That might not be the best way to allocate it. It's the most important piece, but you don't want that at 100 and everything else at, like, 50. So dial that one back to maybe 90, and let's see if we can kind of build up some other stuff. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. You can have an elite quarterback and elite everything. It doesn't matter, but I don't know. I, I, I think, I, I do think that when you have him as the foot, just look at play calling, for example, right? How many times did we do something that was maybe ill-advised, but out of fear of, quote-unquote, taking the ball out of your Hall of Famer's hands, we put it in his hands rather than just, you know, I don't know, running the ball on fourth and one. No, no, no. We gotta, this is a critical situation. The guy that should have the ball is Aaron Rodgers. Let him make the decision. That maybe wasn't the best thing to do. But again, because we have him, we have to do it. That's just like an example. But I think the entire culture and core of the team, the way that we build, the way that we design, the way that we do everything, the way that we think, again... When when I, I'll, I'll never, ever forget when Rodgers got hurt. We had a really good defense. Defense was looking stout for the first time in a while. A good run defense and like, what the heck is this? Things are working. Rodgers got hurt and our defense went to zero. They couldn't play anymore. Our entire identity was wrapped up in the quarterback. And if he's not there, nobody cares anymore. There are problems with that. I, I'm just kind of really excited to see how this team turns out because... You know, everybody always talks about the quarterback position, but what about everything else? I mean, what if we become a really good defensive team and all we have to do is run the ball a little bit? I mean, that is such a turnaround from what we're used to. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, I just, it just got me thinking. I'm like, you know, I never really thought of that. I've been just kind of waiting to see how Jordan Love's going to be. I understand we have, you know, talent outside of just quarterbacks, but... I've always been waiting to see what the quarterback looks like. And I still am, don't get me wrong. But, I, you know, maybe I should start paying attention a little more to other positions than quarterback. I mean, nobody knows what Jordan Love's going to do, right? We at least have some kind of an idea about our defense. A lot of these guys are returning. Let's dig a little more into that. Just thought it was interesting. Okay, bye. Here's another way to put that. From, for, from my perspective, anyways. Just like a wide receiver can be a crutch for a quarterback, I think a quarterback can be a crutch for a team, whether that be the front office or the head coach. 
Now, that doesn't necessarily mean if the wide receiver leaves, everything's going to be better. That depends on on your ability to pivot. When we lost Devontae, Rodgers needed to start playing differently, and he didn't. And so everything kind of fell apart. It could have been a benefit. Again, I, I, I cannot ever forget when Matt Stafford got better as a quarterback after Calvin Johnson left. But it's because you get so singularly focused on that one guy. You know, you think Tony Romo and Des Bryant. Like, I remember him throwing it into triple coverage. Like, what are you doing? It can be a negative, even though, of course, it's a, a positive and he's a great player. There are negatives to it. Trying to force feed the guy. I mean, we saw, what was it, two years ago in the playoffs? What was it, the last play of the game? We had a guy wide open down the field. What did Rodgers do? Threw to Devontae in double coverage. Stupid. Dumb. But that's what happens when you got a guy like Devontae and it's, the game's on the line. You know he's not even thinking. He shut his brain off. He snapped the ball, and he's just staring at Devontae like, here we go. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to trust my arm and trust him as a receiver, and we're going to make this work because we're the superstars and we're the ones. And so theoretically, you pull him out of the equation, and things can get better, but you have to stop saying, okay, who's the guy I'm going to force feed? There is no guy. It's the same for the team. A quarterback can be a crutch. You just lean on him too much. You expect, oh, he'll, he'll cover up the blemishes. He'll make up for the mistakes. There's no more covering anything up. You have to build a good football team. Offense, defense, special teams. You have to protect your quarterback. Stop putting him in bad situations, all this stuff. And yeah, from a GM standpoint, you got to support him. You got to build around him. He's not going to be okay with this, that, or the other. You know, you you have to build a quality team all the way around. Again, I think we've done a, a relatively good job of that to begin with. But, you know, the, the, the training wheels are off. There is no one guy that's going to drag anything. You are what you are. That part of the analysis is true. The Packers are what they are, you know, unless Jordan Love becomes elite or in, in you know, a quarterback and work the other direction too. If he's terrible, it doesn't matter how good everything else is. But, you know, th- there's no more, we have a bad defense and a bad special teams, but we can pull it off because we have Rodgers, three good wide receivers in an offensive line, you know, 2011 style football where we just outscore everybody. We're not doing that anymore. You either build a good offense, defense, special teams, or you don't have a good football team. And so, and, and so far, I, I like what I see. I mean, from what we're hearing, Matt LaFleur is building around Jordan Love. They're building the offense around him. They're putting, you know, players around him, wide receivers and tight ends. They've got running backs. They've got an offensive line. They're continuing to build the defense. They've invested in special teams. They're, they're building as though they don't have a crutch anymore. But we got to see how it works out. But I agree. I'm, I'm generally excited about seeing a new style and a new a new a new Green Bay Packers team that is hopefully a good Packers team. Hey, hey Ryan, wow. Jonathan. What's up, man? So I was listening to the pie, and I was listening to David Bottard's interview. It made me cringe, cringe real big, because like you were saying, it sounds word for word like Aaron Rodgers. That is cancerous to a locker room. And it's like any, any place you go, any job, Team morals, team morale, or energy is a big thing. Yeah. Would it be too far stretched to think that maybe he wants off the team? I mean, I'm just thinking about it. Nobody goes out and says that. Yeah. And then just don't think that's going to have a negative impact. He's smart, guy. Right? I, I kind of feel like he maybe wants off the team. And to be fair, screw it. If he wants off, give him his worst. I'm sure yes, Aaron Rodgers. I don't trade somewhere. I don't care. We could definitely. I think we get a bigger haul for Bakhtiari than we did for Rodgers. Just saying. Let me stop. So here's here's my thought. I think Bakhtiari is at that point in his career where 
he just cares about the money more or less right he, he I, I think he's generally telling the truth when he's like i don't really care that he didn't really say that but the attitude is i don't really care that rogers left like it's not that big of a deal but he did kind of shut down now let's remove all the variables because you know it's not possible to trade him. it's not possible forget possible if david bakhtiari could choose to make the exact same amount of money but could go to any team he wanted would he still be a green bay packer i think the answer is no i do I think I think he would probably want to go to a place like the Jets. The Jets do not have, as much as Jets fans will tell you that I'm lying, they do not have their offensive line figured out. Um, they sound like they're in a bit of a scramble to try to figure that out, and I'm sure that they would love to have a guy like David Bakhtiari, and I think Bakhtiari would love to be with Aaron Rodgers. He wants to be with his friends. Um, and so I think going there with Lazard and sort of the old guard um, out in New York where he could be a big shot and spend all his money and, you know, uh, be in a, a big city with a lot going on and uh, still be on a, a competitive team and all. I, I, I think he would rather be there. That's what I think. I, I think that um, now, how much... And, well, let me start with this. You could say, well, that's true of anybody. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think it's true for maybe a lot of people, but I think a lot of the young Packers core are excited about being the young Packers core. I mean, this is their group. This is their core. You think Jordan Love wants to go somewhere else? I don't think so. Jordan Love was built and bred in this system. This is what he knows. This is what he understands. Also, Dobbs is his dude. Watson is his dude. He's building with these tight ends and, and Jaden Reed. If, if you said the same thing about Jordan Love, hey, you can make the same amount of money, but you can go to any other team, he's not leaving. I don't think Watson's leaving. I don't think Dobbs is leaving. I don't think Musgrave or Kraft are leaving. I mean, maybe they would because they just got here. Maybe, they you know, whatever. But I don't think so. I think this is where they're going to be. But Bakhtiari, I think he picks up and he leaves immediately and goes, and I think he would go to the Jets. Because, again, it's it's just that point in his career. It's all about the money, and money being equal. I'd rather go hang out with my friends. I'd rather be in the big city. I don't even know if he's a city guy, but it's just nice to be able to have those opportunities to go out to one of the premier steakhouses in uh, in America, which, you know, what they have probably 10 of the top 100 or 50 of the top 100 steakhouses, I don't know, um, in New York City or New York general area pizza and the, the top restaurants period and whatever else you want to do in new york go to a show go to a game it's all there and of course your buddy rogers and all that so i don't think it's to the point where he's going to force his way out i think it's just kind of like yeah you know that's kind of the game that's what it is but that's that's the kind of stuff you say to the media publicly i think he looks at it, he says this kind of sucks now i'm kind of stranded in in green bay wisconsin which i don't think he like like dylan necessarily has embraced the area he's a california guy you know what i think it might have been megadeth <laughs> that Ola thing. I was thinking it was Puya. It just it just hit me. It's either Megadeth or Pink Floyd, because I know there's that Pink Floyd song where they're like flipping through the channels, but I don't think there's that. I think it might be Megadeth. Just hit me and it's like, oh. By the way, as I go through Megadeth and Pink Floyd songs, can I just say, I know you can't say underrated with Pink Floyd, because that's probably not possible, but Pink Floyd is such an unbelievable band. And I'm, I'm just going to say it. I think they, I do think they're underrated. I think they're better than a lot of the, the top bands out there. Megadeth, massively underrated, even though they're also a very popular band. They're just freaking fantastic. I'm just hearing these songs that I haven't heard in such a long time, like this one. Uh, I wonder if I could ask you to Trying to find that TV broadcast. This isn't it, but still. It isn't only the structure of the bomb, it's the 
notebook my poems in. First of all, it's really weird to have nostalgia about terrible times in your life. <laughs> Pink Floyd was such a great companion during my highly uh, depressed teenage years. But that's a fantastic song. Shine On You Crazy Diamonds. Jeez, that's a good song. Yeah, it's Wish You Were Here that I was thinking of. That's not it, though. They don't freak... What is that song? Oh, it's going to make me crazy. I hope somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. I really thought it was Puya, but I cannot find it on there. Anyways, what was I talking about before that all popped into my head? Oh, yeah, Bakhtiari. I mean, look, it's... It, I, I don't think any of this is necessarily controversial. I think it's very obvious where he's at in his career. It's just a matter of maximizing my last few years whether that be financially or going to a city that i like maybe getting closer to home it could be different things for different people but i don't think he's that guy that's like i care about this team this franchise and and i want to be here as long as i can be to make sure that he just doesn't have that kind of a thing like aaron jones has you know and listen i'm not aaron jones so i can't sit here and tell everybody hey you guys should be more like aaron jones or bakhtiar I'm not that dude either. He's he's a better human being than I am. That's I don't have any problem saying that. I'm not even necessarily trying to trash Bakhtiari. I'm just saying it is what it is. And I get it. And I think most players get to that point. And I think that that is generally a negative. Your attitude is not great. The money we're paying you is really not great. Like, really not great. You say, well, it's only $21 million. It's not that big of a deal. Right, it's $21 million now. And then next year, we're probably going to pay him $20 million to not be here. So it's $40 million for one year. That's kind of a lot of money, in my estimation. Anyways, we got to end uh, on one final note, very serious note. Uh, I just got a message here. I hate doing these because I always get choked up. <laughs> Been over here trying to collect myself the last five minutes. So uh, Ryan, who is one of my earliest supporters, uh, sent me a message and a GoFundMe. Apparently, the mother of his brother's children... Um, was found murdered in Milwaukee, woman in her 30s. So Ryan's nieces not only don't have a mother, but apparently these girls' grandfather, upon hearing about her daughter's death, cried himself to sleep and never woke up the next morning. So the girls lost their mother and their grandfather and essentially have nobody left on that side of the family. So for a period of time, I'm going to swap out the um, my pinned tweet. We'll come back to Fertile Ground Ranch in a little bit. But uh, for right now, I uh, would like to try to help raise support. Uh, Ryan's brother did put this GoFundMe together. He has to take care of all the funeral arrangements for, again, the mother of his children. And so um, there's more, more details and whatnot on the, the GoFundMe, which, again, I'll put that in the Facebook group as well as in the, uh, well, well, wherever I can get out to people, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Patreon, just trying to get out in front of people. If you have a little bit and can give, it would be greatly appreciated. It's always uh, good to be able to help people. I, I really do love stuff like this because, you know, what, what they're going through is, is so hard as it is. If we can just take the financial burden off, you know, it's, it's, it really is minor in comparison to the emotional part of it. But to have, you know, a $25,000 bill on top of the unbelievable damaging things that are going on in your life... It's, that's too much. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get that off their shoulders. Let's do the best we can. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. Talk to you later. Bye.